Welcome to The 30A Show, your beach-happy podcast produced in South Walton, Florida, just steps from the beach. Brought to you locally by Shunk Gully Oyster Bar at the corner of 393 and 30A. Let's get to it. Hey, everyone. This is Mike with 30A, and welcome to the Beach Happy Podcast, where we interview different personalities who have coastal beachy vibes, but also people who are determined to make our world a happier place. I have the honor of sitting down with Michael Franti. Michael Franti is a well-known musician. In fact, if you listen to 30A Radio, you hear his happy, uplifting music all of the time. But beyond that, Michael is also an activist who's focused on protecting our world, protecting our beaches for future generations. And he also owns Soul Shine Resort in Ubud, Bali. And for anyone who follows the world of yoga, uh, certainly knows about Michael. So it's a it's a huge honor for us to sit down with him and really dig into his mind and find out what 2020 has been like for him and his family under these COVID circumstances, but also perhaps more importantly, what's on the horizon ahead. What time is it there in, uh, in Ubud? It's at 10.04 a.m. on okay. Thursday morning. All right. Well, we're we're lagging behind you as, a, as a, not not to be unexpected. Wednesday well, night. Here, I can so. I can report back to you that the future. You're I still can report back the to you that. Yeah, the future is awesome. It's awesome, man. We've already okay. figured the whole COVID thing out for you. Well, good, good. Can- nice cancer solved. World peace. It's all done. All right, we'll go on. We have you on record. <laughs> so, um, all right, well, look, I'm going to jump in and just ask you some questions. And this is not, um, you know, we're, we're, we're working on a feature for our new magazine, which is called Beach Happy Magazine. Uh, there are many people in this world that I consider to be beachy and many that I consider to be happy. And from all outside appearances, you seem to fit both. So that's why we would be, uh, we really look forward to having you in our next issue. Um, so Thank just you. to talk, what, what is... Tell me, let's start out. How, how has your 2020 been? You know, like everybody, it's been a time of, um, uh, you know, ups and downs and wondering and questioning how the F did we get here, you know? And, and just when I thought like we turned the corner, something other crazy happens, you know, it's, you know, COVID and fires and the election and, and, you know, um, the social justice movement that we see taking place out in the streets every day. And just, Mm -hmm. it's been, it's been a a challenging time just to, just to keep up with all the things that are taken outside. But, you know, people say to me that this is a, it's a hard time. It's a stressful time. It's a challenging time, but I, I like to think of it as an important time. And what I mean by that is like the whole world has been asked to hit the pause button and all of us look inside of our hearts and say, you know, how am I showing up for life right now? How am I showing up for my own personal health, the health of my family, the economic health of our communities and, and country and, and, um, the health of the whole planet. And, and are there things that I could be doing personally to make my own health and life and family's life better? And are there things that I could be doing to make the world better? And, and so I think of it as just being an, an important time. Yeah. And, and I would say historically, um, you've been kind of known as a 
protest music kind of guy, you know, mm. going back, back to Hellfire or whatever. And certainly 2020 has been a year in which virtually anywhere, anyone can find something to be angry about. Doesn't matter where you yeah. fall on the political spectrum. And yeah. yet the album Work Hard and Be Nice seems to be nothing but but pure happiness. And so, I mean, like, aside from is it worth a penny to you, there's not really a lot of discussion of politics or wildfires or earthquakes or tsunamis, you know, it, it's, it really is a feel good album. And I guess my question to you is that, is that where you are as an artist right now in 2020? Or is that a prescription that you're offering your fans because you think it's what we all need? Well, uh, I think a bit of both, you know, when I first started in music, uh, I was always pointing the finger at what was happening in the world and saying, here's the problems that, that are out there and, and expressing my anger about them. But as I grew um, as a person, I started to realize that there was areas that I could have an effect on. Um, for example, I'd written a number of songs about the prison industrial complex, but I'd never um, personally spent time in prison, thankfully, and I had never gone to play in a prison. And so I was invited um in the mid 90s early 90s actually to go to go play in a prison in new york and uh um it was it was very eye-opening for me because this this was a prison where uh, or part of the prison that i was playing in was where the aids patients were and so you had people who were handcuffed to their beds and and dying of aids and it was it was a really, really sad and, and dire situation to see. And um, I remember singing these songs that were about, you know, how messed up the prison system was because I, I, I believe that our, you know, especially my state, with California, was spending way too much money on prisons and not on education and other things that would, that would um, promote the communities rather than lock people up. And so this guy said to me, I really appreciate um, all these songs that you wrote but I, I really miss my girlfriend and I really wish you would have sang a song about how much I miss my girlfriend. And it just got me thinking differently about the way that music serves people and that it was, it was really important to, you know, have my moments where I expressed my anger about what's going on. But then there was this whole other um, rainbow of emotion that I was missing by not tapping into what was going in, in, on inside of myself. And so on this record, what I wanted to do was, as I've seen the, the polarization in our country and, and around the planet on, and, and in terms of issues, I believe that there are values that we all hold dear. And that if we can unite on those values, we can start to have the, to, we can start to create the, the safety or the intimacy to have these important conversations about the environment, about healthcare, about immigration, about all the things that we see on the news every night. But we first got to understand that there's certain values that we, that we share. And so for me, two of those things are working hard and being nice, you know, and I'm, I'm hard pressed to find anybody who doesn't think that those two things are, are important, you know, to work hard at whatever it is that you're trying to do, but also to be kind to other people, just show up and, and I mean, don't be a, 
<laughs> I don't know if I can say this in station, but I'm yeah, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. You know, There's you another, that's another shirt for you, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be, be kind to other people. And so that's, that's what I made this record about was um, they're, they're all songs about getting through challenging times and working hard at what you do and trying to show up and be, be kind to, to people despite whatever we see raging on in the world. Well, your prison story, which sounds reminiscent of the Johnny Cash stuff, of course, who I know you're, I'm sure you're a fan of, but, mm -hmm. you know, I know that you also, you know, performed on the streets of Iraq and Israel and Gaza Strip. And, and you said that when you would sing songs about the war, people would be like, hey, man, we want to dance. We want to laugh. We want to sing. And, and you, you said it kind of shifted your perspective. So it sounds like that prison visit was not unlike your your time in the mm -hmm. middle east visiting yeah. different things i mean do you think the world needs more sources of optimism if so how do you balance that need while also presumably the need to promote sometimes revolutionary change yeah well all of my songs that i write about optimism if you listen to the words um they're all about getting through challenge. So I think in order to write a great happy song, you have to talk about the hard stuff. And then you see the transformation of like, yeah, life is really tough, but I can still find gratitude. I can still find joy in the moments. Um, and even though things aren't perfect, we can try to get there. We can try to keep moving and have that tenacity and the, and the music is what's going to get us through. And our love is what's going to get us through. And so that's that's what I try to do when I approach songwriting, like a song like "A Sound of Sunshine," which um, you know it's in it's been in commercials for resorts and sure. all kinds of stuff. But but the first line of it is like you know I wake up in the morning at six o'clock. They say there may be rain, but the sun is hot. I wish I had some time just to kill today, and I wish I had a dime for every bill I got to pay. And right. it came from a time where it was like I was really s struggling, you know, financially um, as a as a musician. Um, I wrote it after I had just come out of, um, uh, um, having, a, a my appendix ruptured on tour and I came close to dying. And so every day I'd go to the window to see if the sun was shining. And if it was, I'd feel like, yeah, you know, I'm going to feel better today. I'm going to heal up a little bit more. And, and I thought, well, if I, if I can kind of bottle this feeling and put it into a sound, what is the sound of sun? What is the sound of, of sunshine? And that's, that's where the song came from. Interesting. So uh, talking about work hard and be nice, I was going to say before I heard the second part of it, that that sounds like a, a t-shirt waiting to be printed, but it's actually the other way around, right? Um, so it was yeah, a t-shirt actually... that sold well and then you turned <laughs> yeah. it into a song? Yeah. So my my band and I, um, we always, you know, as a team, we're out on the road for six or seven months of the year. And um, there's the band and there's the crew and I, and I wanted work hard and be nice to be a theme because, um, I, I, I really believe that part of, um, your success as a musician is not only the, the sound that you leave behind, but the feeling that you leave behind when you leave the venue that you've been working at all day. And, you know, we show up and we've got all our gear and we, we meet this local crew that, we don't know these people or maybe we've seen them in years past, but most of the time we don't really know them and we've got to get along with them really quick and we've got to put on a show and then we've got to pack up and leave and, and leave everybody feeling great, not just in the audience, but on stage and, and in the venues. 
And, and so I, I said that this, this should be a theme for our tour of work hard and be nice to people. And so I made a t-shirt that said that and the guys in the band and the crew were wearing them and, and fans started asking for them. So we put it out on our merch table and even though it wasn't the name of the tour or the album, it, it became our number one selling shirt by, by a factor of two. So, um, uh, we, we, I was like, I, I should write a song <laughs> and make a tour about this. So, yeah. So, so let me ask you like, a, a, as a, you know, again, we're beach happy magazine and we're a laid back mm. beach brand, but you know, you have work hard and be nice. And how does the work hard part, does it fly in the face of that laid back Balinese beach bum attitude? Or do you see it? Do, do, I mean, not that that's how you're mm. perceived by any stretch, but I think yeah. that, you know, Bob Marley kind of had similar in that, you know, one minute he's singing about don't worry about a thing. Next minute he's saying, rise up, stand up, fight for your rights. You know, like, so yeah. how do you, you know, where is, is that something that is, uh, is that something that is not inconsistent or is it something that one day you're feeling passionate and I'm going to change the world and the next day you're feeling like, screw it, dude, I'm going to smoke one and I'm going to just sit out on the beach and, and, and watch the sunset or is it all yeah. part of the same person? Well, I think all of us who all of us who love the beach, and I'm I'm one of those people. Um, what we love about it is that we're in nature. You know, the beach is is nature. It's the place where the where the land meets the shore, and and uh, um, you know we love the waves, we love the water, we love the sun, and um, and when the beach gets screwed up, our 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 joy goes down. You know, and and so. Um, there are, there is, and that's just a metaphor for having that awareness of our surroundings, our awareness of the world, but also our awareness of, um, the way that we feel in our lives. And, um, all of us have growing edges and, you know, my wife and I, we have a, we have a, um, family motto it's inside our wedding ring it's and it's be your best serve the greater good and rock out wherever you are and so when i say be your best it doesn't mean be the best it means be your best you know so what is your growing edge what 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 can you learn today that you didn't know yesterday there was this guy that i saw who um was in social media the last couple of days and he was the first down syndrome person to finish the iron man triathlon and I was like, wow, man, I, I mean, I wish I could do one, you know, swim, the just do the swimming part or just do the running part, just do, but he did all three of them. And, and, um, so I, I read up on him and he, he had this philosophy, which is, he calls it 1% better, which is how can I be 1% better than I was yesterday? And in order to do that, you have to work hard. You have to try, you have to push yourself to get to that growing edge. And sometimes that growing edge is you doing, you know, physical thing like running or training or eating better or something like that. Sometimes it's a, it's an emotional thing, like having a tough conversation with your, your wife or a business partner or, or even with yourself. And, and sometimes it's us going outside of ourselves to say, how can I serve the greater good with, with the things that I've learned and talents I've developed? How can I serve the greater good that, and, um, and show up for the world. And, and so I, I don't think that the two, um, things are, um, incongruous of, of being a, a beach happy person and being a conscious person. I think in fact, that the more conscious that we are, the happier we can be. 
Well, I would like to tell you that the, the young man who completed that triathlon did so about 20 minutes from where we live. So uh, we are very proud of him as well. And um, so that, uh, wow. that happened right down right down that 26-mile street or whatever, that, however many, I guess it was uh, several different things. But yeah, that happened in Panama City, right now, very near where we are. So, um, wow. so, so you are known as a, so uh, you know, a, a yogi, you're known as a musician, you're known as an activist, you're known as a filmmaker, a documentary maker, an entrepreneur, a, a hotelier. If someone asks you, they don't know, they don't recognize you. Someone asks you, well, hey, what do you do? What, what, what answer do you give them? Um, all, all of the above that you mentioned, but, um, you know, normally I, when I meet people, I just, I try not to label myself. I, I rarely, if I meet a stranger, I, I never tell them I'm a musician until it's long into the conversation. And they've asked, I like to have the anonymity of just meeting people one-on-one -on -one and just having a conversation with people before it's like, oh, you, you know, you do this thing and you're somewhat famous or whatever. And, um, but everything that we do, um, and when I say we, I mean my wife and I, because we really do uh, everything together as a family. Um, whether it's um, here at our hotel with, you know, we, we also grow organic rice and fruits and vegetables. Um, whether it's farming, whether it's running a hotel, whether it's making music, our, our, our goal is the same. It's to inspire optimism in people. And that's really what my, um, my passion is, is... And, and the reason is because when I was growing up as a kid, there were, there was, you know, moments when I had really dark times, when I had suicidal thoughts or when my father was at the peak of his alcoholism when I was a teenager. Um, and, and I was going through really intense challenges. I had some people in my life that were there to inspire me to find that optimism. I had music in my life that was there that helped me get there. Um, I had friends that I could talk to that that were the ones who um, were really really saved my life when I was at uh, times of of darkness and and that's what I have really dedicated all the crafts that I do to that aim of trying to inspire optimism. Is there something else that? would surprise people on that list that defines Michael Franti? I mean, you know, we've talked about yoga and music and filmmaking and entrepreneurship, et cetera. Is there something else that is your closet hobby or your uh, unspoken talent that might surprise people that is something that you're passionate about? Well, my wife and I play basketball every morning and it's our way of starting the day. We, we, uh, she never played basketball ever in her life. And I, and I grew up playing basketball and, um, I'm 54 now. I've had two knee surgeries. And so I can't like get out there and, and run around with 24 year olds now, but basketball has become this whole other thing for me. It's my way of like just getting out of my head. And, you know, I, I'll watch tutorials on YouTube on how to shoot and then we'll go out and we'll practice work on our technique, you know, are we following through? Are we getting under our shot? Is there enough arc on the ball? Our feet set up right. And then, and then um, it's something that we do together and that we both love to do. And um, so that's, that's, that's one thing. Um, another thing is, is that I love, and, and people may know this about me, my, my favorite uh, hobby actually is, 
talking about big ideas. I, I don't care what the subject is. It could be an entrepreneurial subject, it could be a scientific subject, it could be um, you know, subject of the heart or incredible, you know, big life decisions like am I gonna marry this person or not? I love talking about big ideas and um and then finding which of those ones are ones that I I, I want to pursue. And and usually what I do is I follow what breaks my heart. You know, so for example, here um in Bali, there's a lot of um it, we're, we're surrounded by farms, but, but very few, very little of the farming is done organically. And, um, and people here pay a price for it. There's a lot of people with tumors, with all kinds of various forms of cancer that have been, you know, living very natural lives, working in fields their whole life. And, and so we, we dedicated our farm to growing organically and, and it's become a passion of mine to learn how to do that. And, and uh, I never thought I'd be a farmer, you know, at, at age, you know, 50 that I had become a farmer. So it's that's been a, a great journey, too. Well, I would also like to say, um, you know, I'm going to call a little bullshit because you've got two bad knees. Yes, but you're also six foot six. So I have a feeling those are pretty lopsided. <laughs> basketball. <game. laughs> How does your wife hold up to that? Does she hold her own? Well, well, she she, you know, we. We we play on the same team. We play other couples. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. That, that makes a little more sense. I'm just uh, trying to picture you like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But but you know what? My wife is is actually more competitive than I am. And she she didn't grow up doing sports and, and so her com her, her competitiveness comes out in other ways. But when we get on the basketball course, she's all business. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we did take the time to ask uh, some of our fans for questions. And, and one of them is a DJ. And he asked, what would be a light bulb moment you experienced in regard to marketing yourself and your music? Was there a light? Was there a, was there a moment where you, you kind of had a shift from one to the other or, or some other moment where you decided to position yourself and your music in a certain way? I think the main thing for me, the main light bulb thing for me was when I realized that the best thing you could do, the most, uh, that would create the most longevity for you, that would create the most energy um, in the hearts of other people is to be your authentic self. Mm -hmm. You know, people can see through bullshit a mile away. And when you're not showing up as you, um, it's, it, 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 it's, it's not only challenging for you to get your message across, but it's challenging for you to, as an individual to live because you're constantly comparing yourself to other people and thinking, man, I wish I could sing higher. I wish I, I wish my music sounded like this person's music, or I should wear this person's kind of clothes or I have to show up in some way different than the way I am. And rather than thinking, how can I be myself the best, you know, the, the, you know, just be me and be my authentic self. And, you know, I was, I was talking with Sammy Hagar um, last year, Sammy and I have been friends for a number of years. And I said, you know, Sammy, how did you start the whole Cabo Wabo, um, you know, uh, business, the bars, the alcohol, the tequila, everything. How'd you do it? And he said, you know, Mike, I just built a bar that I thought that I wanted to hang out at. That was it. And that's all I do. I, every, any kind of change we make there, I don't think about what other people 
our what other people's expectations are. He's like, I just think, would I want to hang out here? And and he said that he believed that there was enough people in the world who liked what he did and, and who felt similar to what the lifestyle that he enjoyed. That if you just kept doing that, it would work. And so that's that's my advice to anybody: just just be yourself, and and keep putting what you like into it. If, if it's the music that you, that you enjoy, make it be the best, uh, the most enjoyable to you. And for sure, there'll be other people who find joy in it. You know, but if there's, if there's four words, <clears throat> and I don't know Sammy, but I, I know his story, you know, you talk about work hard and be nice. You know, the things I hear about him mm-hmm. are that it doesn't matter whether it's they're opening a, a just a new liquor store you know he shows up you know he goes in and talks to the owner and by the yep. way you know you hear everybody who says they visit his place and he comes out and he doesn't just do a meet and greet you know um he 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 hangs out and he treats you like a royalty and and treats you like a guest and and so that be nice and that work hard i mean i think he is a personification of somebody who seems to follow that mantra and i think it, it it's you know, he's probably made, uh, I suspect, a lot more money off of his tequila venture than he ever made off of his music, even though, of course, he's, a, mm-hmm. he's an incredible musician and singer. But um, I think that work hard and, and be nice certainly seems to be something that he subscribes to. Absolutely. And he, first of all, he's the nicest person you ever want to meet and his smile will light up any room. He's, he's, he's an amazing, um, just kind. His laughter is, 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 is so catchy and you can't help but feel good around him. But last summer, um, he invited me to one of his shows. And, uh, so I went to go see him and, and the opening act was on and, and, uh, he said, you know, come backstage when you get here. So I came backstage and they were rehearsing backstage and they were rehearsing for about an hour and a half. And I was kind of, I didn't want to interrupt him. So I was kind of waiting outside the dressing room. And then finally somebody said, Oh, you know, Sammy wants to see you. So, so come on in. And, and I had heard, you know, Sammy's voice singing all the songs that we're going to do in the set that night. And they, they had a, you know, a drum set, guitar rig, bass rig, key rig, everything in the dressing room. They're playing really loud. Like, and so I walk in the room and, and I, and I, I could hear Sammy's voice from outside. I walk in the room and Sammy's got no microphone. He's mm-hmm. singing on top of every other instrument, the drums, bass, all playing really loud. And his voice is going over top of all that. And he did it for an hour and a half before they went out and did an hour and a half show. And wow. you know, Sammy, I don't know what he's 69 years old, 70 years old, something like that. So he, he still puts every, ounce of effort and work into it even at this stage like you said you know he, he doesn't have to tour he, he, he makes enough money off of uh, sure. the tequila just to do that but he, he loves it and he puts his heart into every minute of it obviously people are looking at the new year you know they're ready to shake off 2020 they're ready to start over to reinvent themselves what does Michael Franti do? COVID aside, COVID goes away, life moves on. Yeah. What What do you envision doing differently as a as a professional, 
um, as a musician, as a yogi, whatever. What do you think Michael Franti is going to be doing differently in 2021 and beyond? Well, my wife and I have a, a, an event here at, at our hotel that we're doing. And we're doing a cremation for 2020. We're building a giant 2020 out of wood and we're setting it on fire and we're going to uh, have a party with DJs and live music. And, and, and that's going to be our way of going out. And, you know, in some ways, it's just a funny way of saying this was a rough year and we want to move on. But next year, there's no, there's no, uh, um, you know, guarantee that it's going to be any better. You know, we still have this, this pandemic and that, that's, that's a biological issue. You know, it's, it's not going to happen because it's not going to change because necessarily just because we, ha we have a new president or, uh, it's a biological issue. So we've, we've got to, um, you know, come to grips with that. And, and then all the other things that we see that, that are, you know, climate issues, economic hard times that we, we see our whole country facing right now. Um, these things aren't going to go away immediately. <clears throat> so the answer to me is that we have to change what's inside of us and change our perspective on the way that we see things. Um, I was talking to my wife the other day and, and I said, you know, being a hotel owner every day, there's little problems that come up that we have to face and, and find solutions for. So really we're not necessarily in the hotel business. We're in the, we're in the solution making business. So therefore the more things that we have to find solutions for the, the more prosperous our business is, you know, cause that's what we do. And, and the same thing goes with, with anything in life. It's like, if, if you have the attitude of, oh man, I have to get up today and I have to do this. Try to look at it like, oh, I get to get up today. I get another day in my life. I get another problem to find a solution for. I get another experience that's out there that may not um, um, on the surface um, be something I, that I think is going to be beneficial to me. But then when I get to the other side of it, I go, oh man, not, now I know how to deal with that one. So I actually learned it. It was actually a great benefit to me. And, and so that's what, you know, I would is, is last, like my last, you know, my parting piece of advice is to switch that word. I have to do things to, I get to do things and um, see how it, 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 it changes. And then all of us, let's, we get this opportunity to come closer to one another, to, to heal to put our, you know, our, our superficial differences aside and, and be kind to one another so we can have those tough conversations and, and find those um, needed solutions. Are you a happy person by nature or do you have to work uh, at it? I have to work at it. Um, you know, there isn't a day that I wake up where I don't feel this, you know, it's, it's like the angel and the devil on different so shoulders. You know, it's like, there's the one side that is the, the cynicism. That's like, man, this world is so messed up. And then there's the other side of it. That's, but I'm never going to give up on it. I'm going to keep trying to do my part to, to make it better. And, um, and it's something that you, that you have to practice, you know, Steph Curry didn't show up at the game seven of the finals and he's going up for that last second free throw and he looks over to the bench and, and coach Kerr says, you got this Steph? And he goes, 
no coach i didn't practice this year you know <laughs> it's like he goes up there knowing that he practiced every day to 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 prepare himself for these for those moments and that's how we have to be with our happiness with our optimism is is to take the time to prepare ourselves to to practice that joy to, to practice flipping that switch of of our attitude so that when we do get in those moments that are challenging for us we can just take that deep breath take a second maybe even walk away for a couple minutes and then come back to it and knowing that okay i can approach this with with mindfulness and with happiness with, with joy in my heart and um and that you know those those moments we can, we can all find a way to get through them all right. Well, Michael, thank you so much for your time. Whether it's in Bali or in Florida or elsewhere, we hope to cross paths and, and share, a, share a drink and some laughs with you. Let's do that, man. Find the 30A Show on your favorite streaming apps or inside our 30A apps for iPhone and Android. Thanks for listening to the 30A Show, brought to you locally by Shunk Gully Oyster Bar. Until next time, beach happy.